Hi, I'm Robin Wilson Beatty, and I am a disability and sexuality educator based in San Francisco, California. Um, apologize for being late. <laughs> like everything happened this morning. Um, what I do is I do disability and sexuality education um, and activism and advocacy around um, sexuality and disability issues um, and reproductive health issues. And I want to teach the world that people with disabilities have the right and ability to give and receive pleasure. <laughs> On Twitter, I am at sexabled and I tweet about national and global issues related to human sexuality as well as how it intersects with disability and sexual orientation, race, gender, and culture. Now, disability is a natural part of the human condition. Um, one billion people, which is you know, roughly about 15% of the world's population, are people living with some form of disability. And to have a disability means that a person has a physical or mental or cognitive condition that impacts your ability to participate in society. Um, this is both... This is a medical definition, but it's due to biology. But it's also a social definition because we're talking about the barriers that limit your participation in your communities. Um, and I'm a person with both visible disabilities and uh, hidden disabilities, so I am also one of that number. Um, but regardless of where people in the world live, we face similar issues in our struggles surrounding inclusion and access. And next slide. Okay, so why Twitter? Twitter um, has actually really become a critical digital platform for advocates and activists in many social justice uh, movements to share thoughts and ideas and events and to participate in actions related to their cause. Um, it's free, it's accessible, and it allows uh, people to publicly disseminate their thoughts, information, and their news really quickly and really efficiently. Um, what makes Twitter uh, particularly unique in um, the social media sphere it's the very open and public way that people um, are able to connect around the world and have unparalleled access to organizations, businesses, public officials, and figures. Um, like you connect with people really quickly, really openly, in a way that you can't, you can't connect with, sometimes with a phone call or writing a letter. Um, but So why is Twitter an ideal platform uh, though for disability advocates and activists who want to create change in their communities. And like I mentioned, first off, it is 
free uh, and one barrier to access that people with disabilities face are economic. Um, across the world, people with disabilities have less economic participation and higher rates of poverty um, than people without disabilities. And this is partly because people with disabilities experience barriers in accessing services that many able-bodied people take for granted, um, at, including health, education, employment, and transportation, as well as information. And these difficulties are even more exacerbated in you know, less advantaged communities. With Twitter, you don't have to leave your house in order to connect and organize and educate. Um, and as such, it's accommodating uh, to people, is it accommodating for people with disabilities um, that can you know, face acquiring transportation to meet up with other like-minded individuals like going to a meeting, as if that takes, um, that, that takes more than just takes effort and takes energy, but also, like, if, is the transport even there? Um, but it also, it allows, uh, offers peer support in a way that is unique because people can easily find and follow and interact with others who share and identify with your experience. And Twitter also has some really cool features, like um, in, as far as accessibility goes, um, you have, they even offer a way to embed um, image descriptions for, into a photograph um, in, so that people with visual disabilities um, can know what's going on and what's being depicted in a scene or a picture. Um, so how are people with disabilities using uh, Twitter to start the revolution? Well, one, uh, a prime example of how Twitter has been um, amazingly uh, effective in getting out the word um, is uh, this hashtag adapt and resist. And adapt, national adapt is a, it's in the United States. And it's a grassroots uh, disability advocacy group. And they organize nonviolent civil disobedience um, actions and protest um, in order to protest injustice and, uh, and to protect the civil liberties of uh, people with disabilities. And in September 2017, um, there was impending legislation from the lovely Trump administration to uh, repeal uh, parts of the, this Affordable Care Act in America um, that would make cuts to Medicaid. This was very, this is what, you know, for people with disabilities, this could be life-threatening because Medicaid provides the health care for people with disabilities and um, also in-home medical care where you can select your carers to help you um, so to help you, so you can stay out of living in institutions and nursing homes because that's what they'll do and put you in there, you know. But having supports allows you to live independently in the community and have that autonomy. And it also is cheaper, but, you know, they don't see it like that. <laughs> um, so 
with these, uh, with this tweet, uh, what they did was they used this hashtag, adapt and resist, and as you can see, like, they put it on the backs of their shirts, and, um, but they used this hashtag uh, to tweet their activities of the actions, and, and they did live updates using Twitter of what was happening, what was going on, um, and garnering support in the forms of people, everybody sharing that information, and it going out everywhere, and people are seeing this, these images, but also not so much about just sharing the information, but as well as like fundraising, they were able to raise funds through this, um, but also educate pe people about why the proposed cuts were dangerous. And um, as you can see, they had sit-ins at the, at the Senate um, building uh, to, to kill this bill that was introduced to cut Medicaid. And so people all over the world saw these images of people with disabilities being dragged out of their chairs, um, you know, and, you know, being handcuffed. And it's like, you can't push your wheelchair if you're in handcuffs. And, you know, or, and stuff. But they used this very proud hashtag, adapt and resist. And that was picked up all over the world from people, like, tweeting this. And um, as a result, you know, that was, like, one of the, that was the number, like, BuzzFeed was, like, that was, like, the number one hashtag for that. And also, um, the national news also picked up on it as a result of like this action and everything. Um, and here we have, um, it's, uh, this is Rachel Maddow, uh, who's a reporter and for, um, MSNBC, um, a national news station at home. Um, but they are also, hashtags are also used for representation, um, you know, um, and for empowerment, um, as far as, uh, promoting inclusion and recent hashtags such as disabled and cute um which is was started by kia brown right before valentine's day to talk about self-love and empowerment and ce celebrating that as a person with a disability and um that was one a twitter twin and that that's a very you know represent seeing yourself and seeing others that's very powerful that are like you and people owning what it is that they that they have about themselves and um another uh one that's recently been trending has been hot person in a wheelchair um as it was in response to um it was a tweet that was a couple of years old but it said where this guy said there's nothing more sad than seeing um a hot person in a wheelchair and people are like, yeah, you're crying because you can't get with this hot person, hashtag hot person in a wheelchair. So that was, that, that was pretty cool. Um, but another form of that where people are using Twitter for advocacy, advocacy activism, and information is Twitter chats. Uh, and, you know, you've heard of the Me Too, uh, hashtag Me Too and people talking about uh, sexual assault, sexual harassment um, in communities. But uh, people with disabilities are like, hey, wait a minute, we're getting completely left out of the conversation because people with disabilities, on average, um, we have a higher rate than able-bodied people of being uh, sexually um, assaulted or hurt. 
Um, and so this Twitter chat was a very important uh, conversation uh, that Alice Wong, who is the founder of the Disability Visibility Project and um, got together with another, and this is where groups are also getting together with other social justice groups. And um, they got together with Rooted and Rights and hosted a Twitter chat where people with disabilities are able to talk about their Me Too moments, but not just talk about it, you know, other, but there are also things that were talked about. Okay, wait about, what about self-defense? And people are like, well, you know, we're in, most of the time self-defense is, be, you know, built up for people who are able-bodied. Well, someone else was able to share across the country, hey, this person is doing um, uh, self-defense classes for people with disabilities and, and, accom- and making accommodations and figuring out different ways. And so that was unique that came out of that chat. And people were like, oh, hey, I want to see if we can find somebody to start this in my community. Um, Another thing that came out of this then was uh, uh, Essie Smith is a writer um, and a founder of uh, Disability Writers, um, an organization for people that want to hire people with disabilities to write about issues. Um, And so... Uh, they wrote um, an article about disability and intimate partner violence as a result of this chat. But Twitter chats can also be used for other things. I used it in my work. I used it to find out about sex toys and disability and the kinds of things that people with disabilities, what they want from manufacturers of sex toys, um, suggestions, um, and also wanted to uh, talk to retailers about things that they could do. And I I did this Twitter chat um, earlier in the year in January, and there were people from all over the world that were on this chat. And here was somebody from Berlin, as a matter of fact, who posted about when we were talking about what are things that businesses can, how can, you know, retail businesses uh, assist customers with disabilities on having a better experience in their shop. Um, This person talked about uh, other nature shop in Berlin and how not only is it the shop is perfectly accessible, but they're like, if you're housebound and you can't reach their store, you know, they'll come see you with a selection of toys and it's free within Berlin. And we're all like, wow, that is amazing. What an idea. So um, that was that. But also, really, um, Twitter works for changing language and ideas and thoughts. Here is where, uh, because um, oftentimes the media will use the phrase wheelchair bound. Um, It's not, we're not bound to it. The, it's a mobility device. It's actually, it helps liberate you and allows you to enter the community. Um, and this is where the reporter had wrote, teenager bound by wheelchair to enter in first Lego competition. And um, this gentleman wrote, we are not bound to our wheelchairs. And as a result, 
the uh, editor was like, you make a good point. We're changing that language right now. And it was a way, you know, as a, that's a powerful form of showing that, hey, with, you know, that's a form of being able to do direct action and to be able to get in contact with uh, people that can help make change and to educate. And so that's, this is how the revolution is happening. And it's pretty amazing about how, how awesome Twitter has been for getting, uh, organizing people with disabilities and for making and creating some real change in this world. Um, thank you very much. And you can find me on Twitter at, at sexabled or my website or sexabled on Facebook. And thank you. Okay. <laughs>